This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 52. I hope that you've had a chance to explore February and our in-depth discussion and exploration of topics such as self-love, self-compassion, understanding and managing our saboteurs, as well as how to connect to our inner wisdom. This month, as I had mentioned in the last episode, we are going to be exploring a variety of feelings, including overwhelm, which was the topic of discussion last week and continuing on with disappointment, frustration, curiosity, contentment, gratitude, confusion, and all of our human emotions. I hope that you were able to use some of the thought explorations from last week and connect to what are some questions that we can ask ourselves with curiosity and compassion when we feel overwhelmed. How can we find out what is it that we need to help get to that next level? And what are the things that we need to let go of so we can continue to navigate the chaos that overwhelm often brings up? We talked about overwhelm being a feeling which occurs when our needs, our expectations are higher than our internal resources, then our brain wants to go into that space of overwhelm. And there are various depths of overwhelm, which is essentially how much our brain is still connected and able to think rationally and make choices to get ourselves out of overwhelm versus feeling like we're in full-blown overwhelm with no ability to connect to ourselves. As we continue this discussion, today we're going to talk about disappointment, frustration, and contentment and what this can mean in our lives. Disappointment is a feeling of sadness sadness, dissatisfaction, or displeasure when something didn't go as you planned. Essentially, disappointment is unmet expectations. And the bigger 
our expectations, the deeper we feel the emotion of disappointment. Expectations can be varied. It could be that we have expectations that are unexpressed and maybe even something that we are not even aware of. So we might have expectations about a special day in our life, such as birthday or getting a promotion or something significant that we think in our mind, of course, everyone else knows that this is important to me, but why are they not doing something about it? Or it could be that we have expectations on how much support we might get from our spouse or significant other, or how we expect our children to be, how we expect our work environment to be. And these are expectations that we have within ourselves, but we might not have expressed to the other individuals. And then we get disappointed because things didn't really happen the way we were expecting or hoping for it to be. Now, sometimes we might express and be really clear on what our expectations are. And yet it still didn't quite happen the way we wanted it to. And this can, for a lot of individuals, be even harder and can create a deeper sense of disappointment because we were vulnerable. We asked for what we wanted. And we think that because our expectations were not met, things didn't happen the way that we wanted it to. Perhaps that means that we are not worthy or we're not valued or the other person doesn't care about us and all of the thoughts that come up. Brene Brown shared in her book, Atlas of the Heart, there are too many people in the world today who decide to live disappointed rather than risk feeling disappointed. We get into that space of preemptive disappointment. If we think, oh, it's not going to happen anyway, maybe there's an element of procrastination because what's the point, right? We do all of those things so that if it doesn't happen, then we already have an excuse in our mind, in our brain that of course it didn't happen. It's because I didn't really ask for it or or I didn't really think it was going to happen anyway. And I didn't want it anyway. And all of the things that we tell ourselves so that we can preserve our self-worth. So let's continue to explore disappointment. What are some of the ways that we can experience disappointment? It could be that our expectation is when we have completed something and we finally arrive at our destination, that somehow that space is going to be incredibly amazing and fulfilling. And we call it, I'll be happy when this happens. I'll be happy when I finish my schooling. I'll be happy when I make my first million. I'll be happy when I get my amazing promotion. And this is the arrival fallacy that we think when we arrive at a particular destination in our life, in our timeline, that somehow things are going to be better. But the reality is that frequently we never arrive at that space because whenever we hit that spot, the promotion or completing our higher education, there's always something more. And we think, okay, yeah, I'm not really happy now, or I don't really feel fulfilled now, but when I get to my next arrival spot, then things will be better. So instead of waiting for that long promised destination of happiness, it's important to examine and ask ourselves, how can I be happy today instead of thinking I'll be happy when XYZ happens? 
what is something that I can do to support myself and to connect to the things that bring joy for me? This is really a great space, I think, for us to connect to, to embrace joy in the moment instead of waiting for a faraway destination of happiness that may never arrive. So let's explore what happens when when we face disappointment. Again, understanding that disappointment is an emotion that we feel when our reality does not match our expectation. So the first question to ask is, is that okay? You know, is it okay just to be disappointed in this moment? That there was something that we wanted to do, that there was something that we were expecting, that we might have worked hard for, that we might have created plans around. And it is human, it is normal that we feel disappointed, honoring our human emotion and the humanity within us. The next question to explore is, okay, things didn't quite work out the way that I expected. What am I learning from this? As I've shared before, one of my mentors, James Wetmore, he always reminds us that when we are trying to create something, we will either get the result that we wanted or the lesson that we needed. So what is the lesson that is coming up in this human experience? If we are not experiencing any disappointment or failing at something, we don't get to learn. It also is a reflection on how much of a risk we are taking. How many new things are we trying? What are we exploring that, yeah, it's something that I'm not familiar with. So chances are that some of the things are not going to work out. And instead of making it mean something negative about ourselves, something negative about the experience that we're having or something negative about the space in life we're in, we get to examine what does this failed experiment mean? What is the lesson that I'm learning? And last but not least question to ask yourself is, how can we accept ourselves, our own worthiness, being enough despite all of the things? that come up with experiencing disappointment. So I hope the next time you are experiencing disappointment, that these are three questions that you ask yourself. First, what does it mean to be just in that space, holding space for yourself, loving yourself, giving yourself compassion and grace, and acknowledging that you've just had a human experience. Nothing is wrong. You're worthy, you're enough, and you don't have to change, and you don't have to do anything more to be more worthy, right? You are already magical and worthy. Number two is to ask yourself, if I didn't get the results per the expectations that I was having, then what is the lesson that I'm learning? How can I use this knowledge to create something different tomorrow, to try a different experiment? And number three is how can I continue to work on my self-acceptance, connecting to the moment, connecting to my worthiness, connecting to the things that I have control over. What are the things that I have control over? What did I learn? And what is it that perhaps I can do differently? So it might be that you were expecting that someone else was going to create the perfect vacation for you or throw a party for you or buy you an amazing gift or feel validated or appreciated for your efforts. The things that we expect 
in maybe relationships or jobs or even projects that we try? What if instead of expecting someone else to create that from this process of reflection and introspection, what comes up is you can do that. We can do that for ourselves. How can we appreciate ourselves? How can we nurture ourselves, take care of ourselves, be good to ourselves, buying gifts or creating vacations or all of the things that we think someone else is going to know that we want and do it instead? What if we just did it for ourselves? How amazing would that be? Now, this is not going to take away all of the disappointment that can still come up in our lives. There's still going to be things that we try that maybe doesn't quite work out the way we want it to be. And we still experience that disappointment. But knowing that nothing has gone wrong, that we are experiencing a human emotion in a space in our life, that this is just part of our journey right now. And the disappointment doesn't take away from our worthiness. So as we explore this, it allows us to give ourselves loving kindness, get some perspective and recognize that we get to create something different tomorrow. And today we get to just experience our feeling of disappointment. Today we get to nurture and nourish ourselves knowing that we are worthy and enough. Now, as we continue in this journey, the next emotion that I wanted to explore was frustration. Frustration is this feeling of irritability or annoyance, feeling upset or even angry because of the inability to achieve something or change something. So essentially, frustration is we didn't get what we wanted or we expected. And one of the things that adds to this feeling of frustration is it feels like we have no control over the factors that are affecting our ability to achieve that desired outcome. So there's also that sense of loss of autonomy, loss of control that can be part of this journey. And as with all emotions, our emotions are actually there to tell us something that is going on within us. It's helping us connect to what are the thoughts that we're having, either consciously or subconsciously. And what do these thoughts mean? Because when they generate a feeling, that feeling is going to now propel us towards taking a certain set of action. So when you feel frustrated, what does frustration do in your life? What is frustration trying to communicate to us about our own life? The first step is in thinking, again, back to the things that are within our control. So what are the things that are within our control and what are the things that aren't? So often we spend time thinking about all the things that are outside of our control that we don't really even remember that there are lots of things within our control. How can we manage this? How can we set up boundaries? Not because we want to somehow try to control what's happening or manipulate the circumstances in our life because we want to honor and acknowledge that there are some things that we are okay with and some things that we are not going to accept. There are some things that we are just not comfortable with that we want to experience or do in our life. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to say, yeah, after 8 p.m., I need to rest. It's okay to say that I don't take phone calls on Sundays, that I will only respond to emails 
once a day. There's a lot of frustration that comes from the digital and mental clutter and expectations that because we're so easily accessible to people, right? If it's not text message, email, instant messenger, any of the social media forms, right? There's so many ways to reach us. And we think what that means is that we have to immediately respond to all of the demands on our time. But it's okay to say, I'm not going to be able to control who messages me or who emails me, but I can control when I am able to respond to this. I can't create boundaries on how I will manage my time, how I will manage my mind, my energy, my focus. I get to choose those. Step number two in understanding and managing frustration is the judgment that comes along with frustration. So we feel frustrated about something that's going on in our life. Maybe things aren't working the way we want it to be. Maybe our efforts aren't paying off. And then we start judging ourselves for being frustrated, or we start judging ourselves for our experience of what that means. When we recognize that frustration is actually a normal human emotion, all of us feel it. And it is because we have a thought that something is out of our control. And because of this thing that is out of our control, that we're not able to achieve the results that we want. It is our thought about this circumstance in our life that is adding to the suffering, the pain in our experience. And of course, we feel frustrated when that happens. That's totally normal. Again, embracing our human experience and saying, okay, yeah, of course I feel frustrated. This is annoying. It, it, it makes me feel like I am out of control. Okay, now how do I step back after acknowledging my experience and my emotion? How do I step back and then? And I get to choose how I want to respond. I get to choose what the next step is going to be. I get to ask myself some questions. Do I need to do something different? Is there something that I need to change? Is there something that I need to eliminate or automate so that I can create some ease in my life? Are there any stressors, both obvious and not so obvious, that is actually making this more difficult? Why am I feeling frustrated right now? And once you identify those things, look at what is within your control and what is not within your control, then you get to explore how to utilize this information in your life. Again, the goal or the objective of this isn't to make all of frustration go away, make all of disappointment go away. It's just acknowledging that when we feel these emotions, it is the way our mind is communicating with us, telling us that there's something that needs further exploration and taking that moment to pause and reflect, to explore and be introspective in considering what is it that this emotion is telling me, then we get to take action from our space of inner wisdom, from a place of love and compassion for ourselves and for others. As we continue to explore disappointment and frustration and how it serves a purpose in our life, how it creates a space for us to contemplate and explore, then we get to choose how we use this knowledge in our lives. And last but not least, today, I want to explore the emotion, contentment, just feeling that we're content exactly as we are, feeling and connecting to the abundance within our life. Now, there's a distinction that I want to point out here. 
Contentment is something that we can experience even when we are struggling with something, even when we feel what we consider negative emotions. So disappointment, frustration, etc. may come up and we can still connect to contentment because contentment is being happy with who we are in the space that we are without wishing that something was different or without wishing that that something was better because we recognize that this is where we are. It's not perfect. There may be things that we want to work on, but we can still find contentment in the moment that we're in. As we walk this path of contentment, we explore what it means to stop allowing our judge saboteur to really take away our joy in the moment. Have you ever experienced that where you're working hard, you're doing the things, you are exploring life, and suddenly there's a voice in your head? Well, you could have done that better. Person X is doing it so much better than you. That comparison that comes up. Or it might even be the perfectionism. Yeah, you're doing okay. You could be doing it so much better. Really, if you were doing it well, you wouldn't be experiencing all these struggles or all these bumps on the road. Reality is that, first of all, when we do anything new, that there is a process of learning, that there are going to be mistakes, there are going to be disappointments and frustrations. That's how we learn. That's how we figure out what needs to change what needs to grow. That's how we learn to trust ourselves, believe in ourselves. And it's difficult to do that, to connect to our wisdom in these moments, connect to contentment when we are judging ourselves or judging others, or even judging our circumstances, judging all the things around us. When you let go of that space of judgment, then we are able to connect in that moment to what is truly beautiful about that moment, completely imperfect and completely and uniquely ours. What is it that we are doing that is creating contentment? As a productivity coach, I get asked all the time, I'll worry about contentment later. I just want to be more productive. But if you are not able to connect to the joy and the contentment within that moment, right? Building gratitude for all that you have accomplished, for all that you are right now, right? You're enough. You're worthy right now. You don't have to change. What happens is we're always working from a space of scarcity. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I can only be content when I reach this particular destination spot, like we talked about earlier, the arrival fallacy. There is no scarcity. You are enough. You're worthy as you are. And by connecting to the joy in the moment, you're actually really boosting your productivity and you get to be happy while you do the things that you have on your to-do list. So we talked about step number one, letting go of judgment. Step number two is building trust within ourselves, trusting that we have our back. We may not know all the answers, but we're going to figure it out. Whatever comes up, we get to figure things out along the way. And if and when we experience the failed experiments and the bumps along the road, again, reminding ourselves, I got you. I'm right here. I'm walking this path with you. What did we learn from this? And what can we use for our next step to create that next experiment? And number three is really exploring what we think of as the ideal situation, that perfect pie or perfect cake or a perfect vacation, right? Like we think something has to be this amazing, faultless situation. And what if it's okay to be imperfect? 
How can we connect to contentment in our imperfect moments? How can we give ourselves grace when we've just gotten upset at the kids and maybe said some things that we didn't need to or we didn't want to? Is it okay to just say, yes, I got frustrated and this is not how I wanted to show up, but this is something that has happened. I'm human. And now what I understand, what I've learned about myself is if I have two things going on during dinner time, that that's not the best use of my time, that I'm not going to be able to show up as my best self because I feel pulled in multiple directions. So how can I create a change for tomorrow? And yes, today had disappointment. Today, there were frustrations. I'm so grateful for all of these moments that I was able to connect to with contentment, feeling like I showed up and I did the best that I could. How do we connect to that and build that as a habit, build that as a way of thinking, a way of accepting ourselves, a way of empowering ourselves to acknowledge our humanity, to learn from our experiences and know, despite all of this, that nothing has gone wrong. We're exactly where we're meant to be and we are completely worthy in our human imperfections, that we are enough exactly as we are. And as we learn to explore these emotions, to know that just because we feel disappointment or frustration or overwhelm or anger, that doesn't mean that we have failed. It actually means we have learned, we have grown. And as we continue to build connection to our own human experience, we get to honor that, to build contentment and joy within that. We get to create mindful moments, living intentionally with purpose and passion. So I want you to consider what would you be willing to feel and explore? What are the thoughts that you are willing to explore, the actions that you're willing to undertake so that you can create the results that you want to see? And if you want to take it even deeper and really apply this to your life, if you're tired of the excuses of being in the same place every day, having the same problems, not understanding or not knowing how to create that change, then I invite you to set up a time and talk to me. You can connect with me on social media. You can find me on my website, www.serenitywellnessmd.com. And you can schedule a call with me. You can find my scheduling link on the show notes. So we can explore what this means to your unique set of needs. We can explore what are the places where you don't have clarity in your life, where you're looking to create changes, but you've been in the same place, stuck and overwhelmed. The first session is free where we really just explore what is going on and what are the things that you need to do to create that change, how to overcome the overwhelm. So this is not what we continue to experience on a daily basis. If you're ready to take your life to the next level, then I invite you to explore this because the truth is nothing changes if nothing changes. I hope that you explore some of the questions and moments for reflection that I've shared today. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story, to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. 
The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.